everyone. It's Thursday night, 9 o'clock. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. Looking forward to being with you for the next hour or so. And I say next hour or so because I can tell you I've got a hard close tonight at 10 o'clock, everybody. Load shedding. I was trying to explain that to an overseas uh, guy who follows the show. And, and I just realized how ridiculous it sounds when you're trying to explain that your electricity provider actually cuts you off for various periods of the day. But that's the reality we face here in South Africa. But I can tell you, I've got two guests returning to the show. And I say returning because if you knew, you may not recognize them. They haven't been on for a while. I'm going to start to, uh, to the top of the screen there. And it's Chris Rowe uh, at the Rowe. Chris, what are you, the Chris Rowe Tips on Twitter now? Yeah, what do you call yourself yeah, on Twitter yeah, there, Chris? Yeah, yeah, at Crow Tips, yeah. yeah Crow yeah. Tips, that's it. Well, welcome well, back yeah, to the yeah. show. I know yeah, you're down in uh, Cape Town at the moment. Yeah, back home for a few months. So, yeah, it's been good. So, enjoying it. Yeah, usually back up in Poland, out of all places. But, yeah, good to be back in in the mother city and home. Yeah, it's been good. Excellent. There can't be many there are many better places to, to be nah. than Cape Town. And I know you are going to try to hook up with some of the son of the punk boys and that for a breakfast. I'm sure you'll pull that off soon. And I'm hoping yeah. to pull off a breakfast or lunch. He probably wants a pub lunch. But I do have a bit of a drive to get back from him, so I may have to reconsider that one. But it's uh, the conductor. He's had a long layoff. He looks like he spent the time in the gym, although I know that's not the case because he's, <laughs> he's lost quite a bit of weight. Conductor, great to have you back on the show, man. We've missed you. Thanks, Brenty. Yeah, it's, it's so good to be back on the show with you boys again. Uh, been watching for the last couple of months, so yeah, I've been uh, eagerly, eagerly waiting to get back. And yeah, it's been uh, been fun watching you guys. And yeah, it's great to great to be back and uh, chatting to you boys. Hopefully we can uh, pick some winners. Excellent. Well, there is loads of rugby, so I'm going to get straight stuck into it. I'm using Sunbet as the featured bookmaker, but you guys feel free to comment wherever you can see uh, the odds that we talk about. Also, welcome to the guys who are watching in the, the live show, whether that be on YouTube, on Twitter, or on Facebook. We look forward to your comments during the show as well. But, boys, let's get cracking straight away with Super Rugby AU. Um, Brendan, I'll start with you. I've got the outright betting down there below there. At the moment, we've got the Brumbies 21 to 20, the Reds 23 to 20. Quite a big shift in betting yeah. last week with the Reds, of course, coming to win that game 40-38, an absolute thriller. It looks a two-horse race. Rebels hanging in there at 15 to 2. And then, of course, the force at, at 40 to 1. I think we can safely call them no-hopers um, <laughs> after last week. They, they were the last 10-7 to the Rebels there. Anything for you there, Brumbies now? The Reds, what do you think? No, Brent, I can't remember what it opened at, but I think the I, I didn't I, this year I didn't take any outright, but I, I probably would have taken a bit of reds outright. Um, for me, they would have been a good compromise between value and uh, a, a good chance to win it. Um, you know, I mean, they came back so well last week to beat the Brumbies. Uh, that scrum, their scrumming in the last 15 minutes made such a huge difference. Uh, no, n nothing for me at this point in terms of in terms of outrights. Uh, but I, I, I should have jumped in the reds, but. Uh, I think that that's a bit too late now. It's a bit too short at 23 to 20. Uh, but if I had to take anything, I'd take the Reds, the Brumbies, it would be a no bet. And the others, I don't think, uh, have a chance. Excellent. Well, welcome to all the guys in the live chat, including the likes of Henrik, Cerebral Assassin, LB. And then John mm -hmm. Owen says, I've got to mention this. He said, we need another Stormers rant there from, <laughs> from yourself. I'd actually, <laughs> I've got to find a recording of that. We've got to keep that for prosperity's sake. That was one of the most uh, single-minded attacks I've ever seen. <laughs> but, but before we get into the games, Chris, anything, any comments on the outright betting? Does it look about, about right to you? No, nothing for me. No, not at this point, no. Excellent. Well, let's crack, get cracking with the first game, and I'll bring you in straight away then, Chris. Rebels yeah. minus 11.5 against the Waratahs. That's, of course, tomorrow morning, South African time. This handicap has been fairly stable. I priced it at 12.5, I think, or 11.5. It's more or less well priced. <laughs> Didn't see a lot of value, personally. What are your thoughts at 
Yeah, I mean, these are one of these games I don't usually get involved in, um, to be honest. But yeah, I see a lot of guys are, are going for the Waratahs, which I can't do, to be honest. So at the moment, I'm not going on the handicap because I think this could be closer than we probably think. I think the handicap is too high. But one of these, these Australian derbies don't really usually get involved. But I think on the points line, when in, what I'm thinking is probably on the unders. I think it's going to be... Uh, probably a tit for tat show, a few penalties going. I think it'll be a low scoring game, like 20 in the teens type of game, but I'm not touching the handicap on this one. I think it's too high. I think the Waratahs can cover it, but I'm not confident on that. Right. Well, we'll go down to the conductor and get his thoughts. And while you're talking on the handicap conductor, I'm going to bring up the total points line there mm -hmm. as well. It's 49 and a half. And I can tell you there's some 31 and a half rebels available. And I know quite a few of the boys were low on that. But what are your thoughts on this one, conductor? Yeah, Brent, I think if you can get the uh, – I saw on, a thought on sports, uh, took the under 30.5 for Rebels. I very much like that bet. Um, that was something I singled out. I think it's going to be a, 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 probably a scrappy affair. Um, I think Waratah is going to fight with everything to try and uh, give themselves a chance to win it. I, I can't back the Rebels to to cover a, a, a double-digit handicap. They've only scored two tries in uh, three games. So uh, – the, I'd probably look at, I, I haven't taken it yet, but I'd probably look at under 30. If I get under 31.5 in Rebels, I like that. Um, under 49.5, I'm not too sure. Nick Berry on the whistle. Um, he, 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 had, he had a very high scoring game between the, the Brumbies and the Reds, I think, last week. Uh, but the game before that was also was once again low scoring. So it's difficult to see where his whistle is at the moment. I know there's a mandate from SAO. Rugby AU to speed up the game to, to cut down that dead time. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd probably say unders, but I'd probably say Rebels unders is my biggest fancy. Um, and I, I need to look for the markets. Um, Waratahs first points uh, penalty. They've scored the first points in the last three games. Uh, was two tries and a, and a penalty. So they normally like to start quite quickly. So I probably fancy Waratahs to to get off the mark quite quickly. Uh, but for me and the handicap, it's difficult at this point in time. You know, they took such a pacing by the Brumbies and the Reds. And it's frustrating because it's not a bad Waratah side. I like the Lustrio, Tizano, uh, Dempsey and um, Swinton, big guys, big bruisers. Um, Harrison's not bad at 10. A uh, guy, guy like Jack Maddox at wing and Nwinga Witawasi at 15. He's, <laughs> he's not too bad. Um, so they've got some decent ball players. Uh, yeah, and the Rebels... Yeah, they really had to scrap it out. They, they could have, they actually could have lost against the force in Perth. Um, it was that sort of the, the well, I think it was 78th minutes. Uh, Quibus Iloff, big scrum there to give the Rebels a penalty to to give them the win there. So uh, I wouldn't back them to to cover the handicap, but I liked unders uh, on the Rebels to be my my main bet. Yeah, unders on the Rebels. When I did the good for the game preview, I went under 30 and a half at that time. WSB hadn't priced up. I think there was under 31 and a half there. I also do fancy that. On this game, we don't have Couch Critic with us tonight, but you can read his preview on the Good for the Game website, and he'll have some try scorers for us in there, I'm sure. But let's move on to the second game, which takes place on Saturday. And here we've got a bigger handicap. It's the Reds minus 14 and a half against the Western Force. And G was you know, conductor last week. I thought you now the Force could do the, the business against the Rebels, and they were absolutely awful. I think they were on zero at halftime. They ended the match on, on seven points. And it's a big handicap, this, but, you know, for all the money in the world, you're not going to convince me to stick it on the Force Plus. <laughs> yeah, Brent. Um, you, you're very correct in your sort of assessment of them. They, you know, they show a lot of uh, ambition and they show a lot of 
desire to play rugby, but they sort of just go from side to side without the ability to really, you know, punch the holes through the defence. So um, initially, I like the the Reds to to knock over that handicap. I'm not a I'm not a big force fan, uh, especially with Jake McIntyre ten. I, I see Ding uh, Diego Miotti. I think he's not even on the bench. Um, but it, you know, Tim Anstey is back for them. So uh, the weather in Brisbane looks very rainy, muggy. Uh, so it's a bit of rain, high humidity. Uh, so my probably my my fancy there would probably be force unders. I haven't seen the points on yet. Um, I'd probably be on force unders or totals unders there. I think it could be very very messy depending on the conditions, because uh, the forecast is is a bit wet. But that would be my main. If the weather's clear, I'd probably like the Reds on the minus, um, even though they're missing Dangunu. Um, that that scrum of theirs. I can't see the force being able to uh, keep pace that scrum. I know they've now saying they put Greg Holmes on and now they're touting him as a great player. He's he's, he's like he's like 98 in the shade. I mean, he's really he's not, he's no spring chicken. So uh, I really think uh, the, the Tongan Thor will smoke it. Right, Henrik coming in there. Force unders and Reds minus. Yeah, I must admit I'm, I'm leaning in a similar direction to you, there, Henrik. Weather obviously going to be crucial. I'm, I'm, I'm very much, I like this Reds team. I like the way they play. And um, I quite like the thought of Reds overs as well, but I'll wait and see conditions. Let's go up to uh, Chris, get his views on this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to uh, yeah um, shadow the Henrik there. I agree. I mean, weather is important here, but I think force on the unders is a big play. I think uh, if it was dry, if it is going to be good, I think Reds will comfortably um, beat uh, clear this handicap for sure. I think uh, I, I mean we we would be talking about. I think the Reds are a great side, a young side, but they're coming through. And what they did last week was super impressive. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have said they could come back and win that game. And the fact that they did, okay, sure they were like third choice front rankers for Brumbies, and that played a massive role. So maybe it was a false positive, but I, I honestly didn't expect the Reds to come through there and actually end up winning that game. And the fact that they did proved a lot. And I think. Maybe that maybe they are you know developing faster than I would have thought because I I still think and I think a lot of our guys agree that the Reds are going to be strong for the next two three four years anyway with this group of players they're amazing the way they play are good but weather dependent is important and I I think if the weather is bad force unders if the weather is good Reds minus fourteen easily right sounds like we're all quite aligned for that one just a reminder you can subscribe to our Best bet newsletter in the subscription box down below on the YouTube channel, as well as the Good for the Game forum. There, we know a bit of a run. We got three in a row. Sorry, so before we carry on, I think I think what's been a really good bet the last couple of games at uh, Brisbane is that is to stay out of the betting for that first half. Hope for a very high scoring first half and let it get really messy because that second half in Brisbane is an utter like it's, it's, a, it's a piece of soap for the guys trying to handle. So uh, if you can if you can get a couple of trials under the belt early. And that total points get pushed out to about 60, in and around 60 there, that's absolute gold, and then, then hop on the unders. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, I often like that if I like unders, and, and then you actually want a few tries early to push that line up. It just feels better getting 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 under at, at, at a higher line there. But, uh, yeah, we so far we've seen fairly aligned. Gentlemen, let's move on to the New Zealand version now, just to run through the outright betting. Crusaders 11 to 20, Blues 19 to 10. It's almost pricing up as a two-horse race, which, of course, shows you the importance of this week's game between the Blues and the Crusaders. And Chris, uh, getting on to that one, feel free to shout if you do have any outright feels. But the first game of the week is uh, Hurricanes minus two and a half against the Chiefs. Yeah, well, see, yeah, it's a minus two and a half now. It was four and a half earlier in the week. 
which I yeah, which I took. I I do I do like this this Chiefs side. I, I know they're purely are horribly out of form, but I think this is their opportunity to do it. I think, I mean, I, I look the Hurricanes have weapons everywhere. They're, they're at home, but I've never really considered the home advantage for New Zealand derbies for some reason. Never it's never been like a big factor to me. Um, but I just think the Chiefs. Even though, yeah, yeah, they have been hopelessly bad and haven't won. I just think this is their opportunity. Plus four and a half for like minus two and a half probably wouldn't take. But what I really like, I really believe this is going to be a close game. So if you can get that one to seven market, either team, that would be my absolute play. Because I think it's going to be two or three points either side. I, do, I would go, I'm going to lean to Chiefs for that. But it could easily be Hurricanes by three. But I think, I think the Chiefs are going to have a big game. And that's my... And um, they've got uh, the Hurricanes have a kind of like inexperienced young quarterback pairing. And I know the fly off that's playing. I mean, I know he's proven in the younger age groups, which is great. But I've the hype when these youngsters come through, I've never seen them come on their first game and blow the blow the team out the park. So, yeah, he, he I can't think of his name right now, or, or if you can or think of it now. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. He's a great player, but it does, I don't believe he's going to come here and blow the Chiefs away in his first game. If he does, well done. But I think the Chiefs are this with. I think this this Chiefs team is balanced enough to to take this Hurricanes team on. I'm going to say Chiefs one to seven, but the bet for me is one to seven either side. If you can get that, some bookmakers have that. I I don't have it all the time, but that would be absolutely my bet on this this game. Well, I've got a second monitor here, and I've got the Sunbet site open. They do offer that uh, seven points or less, including the draw, and that's at five to yeah. four. So that's either team can win by up to seven points, as long as the team doesn't win by eight points or more. Yeah, I collect on that bet at five to four. That's my best bet for that match, yeah. Right, let's move on to the conductor and get his thoughts on this one. Conductor, we've got a handicap of two and a half. There might still be some three and a half, four and a half yeah. available. As Chris said, the money has come for the, for the Chiefs, though. And uh, we've got a total points line here of 49 and a half. Yeah, Brent, I like I like what Chris's bets is there. The the other way, I, I think it's going to be a close match. I think if Chiefs win, they're not going to win by plenty. They're just not there. It's not in the, in the right form at the moment. What they've lost eleven in a row. Um, I, I think they now now you know they sort of when, they start pulling up stats about winning losing streaks. You know, you know, in the wrong side of the book. So um, yeah, I mean they're just missing a guy like Lachlan Bashir badly. Um, Sam Kane to me, he just goes a wall for just massive parts of the game so it's difficult to back the Chiefs but uh, exactly as Chris says Luke Campbell at nine for the for the Hurricanes and Auburn Ledger uh, at ten eight for the Blues he's not he's like he's okay I mean I, I don't think he'd probably he'd probably make maybe the Pumas sign as Africa I mean he, he's not a he's not a top class I mean you know it's unlucky for the Hurricanes they lost uh, Garden Bashup and Hickey um, so they're down so I think I think uh, Auburn Ledger's fourth choice so it's tough, you know. Obviously, they talked about moving Jordy Barrett in that position, but they want to keep him at 15. Um, I'm not going to get too involved in this game. I can see it going either way. Um, the Hurricanes' backs to me are quite dangerous. A guy like uh, Celeste Rayasi, um, I'll definitely put money on him as any anytime try scorer. Um, he was absolutely <laughs> rampant. I think he was a top try scorer in RTM Cup. So he's absolutely rampant um, and he is prolific at scoring. So um, if I can get decent odds on him, anytime try scorer, that's great. Um, but yeah, it's difficult. It's Chiefs uh, are down on confidence um, versus Hurricanes who, have, who are down to their third choice hooker, Ricky Riccatelli, uh, fourth choice fly half, uh, third choice scrum half. It's difficult, but they've still got really, really good players like Peter Umanga Jensen, uh, Jordy Barrett. So 
to me, either way, Henrik, I like... what about Henrik's favorite, uh, the bus, Julian Sevilla? No, look, apparently, apparently, you must actually hear what Henrik says, how good his handling skills are. I've never seen a guy like Henrik praise a guy about his handling skills. He's, he's at junior level, the guy was prolific as well. So, is his favorite player? I know he's got a, he's got a Julian Sevilla, my favorite, with, a, with a, like a kiss on his poster on his wall. So, um, no, that's, I won't be too involved in that game, but I, I, I very much like Reyes as a score as first try scorer and any time try scorer. Yeah, I must say the boys have, have pretty much swung me over to the Chiefs here because I did look at it and go, why are the guys excited about the Chiefs? Because, I mean, the Chiefs haven't won a game in a long time. But looking at that hurricane side, I can see the logic there. And, I mean, it, without a doubt, these two are sort of fighting it out, I suppose, for the, for the wooden spoon. But I've got but, no but, firm opinion on this one. Brent, um, just probably, yeah? Yeah, I so just one thing. Uh, you know, it was something that um, the son of the punt boys brought up, and it is actually very poignant, especially in Wellington, um, I checked the weather. It doesn't look like much wind, but the Wellington uh, wind can kick up quite a bit. So often you can get one team playing with a hell of a breeze in the first half. So it might be worthwhile watching that as well and jumping on that team with a first off, uh, first off cap. Excellent. Yeah, always good to watch the wind. And also something to think about if the wind is blowing cross field, things like kicks and that can miss. So often your total points line, um, you know, you might get quite a few tries, but you're just not getting as many of them converted. Okay, so something yeah. to think about. There, but uh, conduct. I want to stay with you for the next game. This is Sunday morning, four thirty-five South African time. I love nothing better than getting up for a New Zealand kickoff. It reminds me of the days when I used to be a youngster. And I'm, this is before any of your guys' time. I used to wake up to watch Harry Kutsia fight Michael Dynamite Dokes in the boxing. I used to get up, or I watched the the Springboks tour, the New Zealand in the eighty eighty one Lions tour. I love getting up early to watch. And it, you know, last week the Blues delivered for me. I was high on their points. Yeah. And uh, it took a while for them to go into the game. But this should be a cracking game because, you know, the Blues really, you think if the Crusaders win this, they're going to be almost unstoppable. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, Brent, uh, last Sunday was heaps of fun. You and I had hop, uh, awake off opposite four trading oh, yes, We were chatting. Like, <laughs> like only two guys on the group. Uh, and then the guys woke up at opposite five to about 30, 35 messages about, about cursing the Blues. No, it is. Um, look, Brent, I thought about this morning again. It's It's a tough one. Blues came off a bye. They played one game, I think, then came off a bye to play the Highlanders. They weren't as clinical as I, as I hoped they'd be. They did really, they, they did score, they did sort of blunder a couple of opportunities against the, the Islanders. Look, they put them away pretty comfortably, but it's a, it was a poor Highlander side in my, in my, in my view. It, I agree with you. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Um, it's going to be, the, the, this is going to determine if the Blues are able to measure the Crusaders. Because, I mean, that last. That last half an hour from the Crusaders against the Chiefs, just so you know that you know that, that try the Blues dropped, you know, over the line. The Crusaders don't make those mistakes, so it's going to be absolute cracker. I'm I'm not going to take anything in this game. Um, I'm hoping the Blues can upset upset the Apple Carts and actually beat the Crusaders, but you know, Crusaders are so good. I I I, I can't I can't go against them. <laughs> yeah, it is tough to oppose the Crusaders. Uh, Henrik disagreed with us on the 4:35. What a great time. Uh, to, to play rugby and also also suggesting that you don't get these odds every day on the Crusaders. And, and that's true, isn't it, Chris? Not often you find uh, the Crusaders available at odds of around 7 to 10 to win the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's been a long time since the Blues have actually beaten the Crusaders. I, I think on many games, I thought, yeah, this is the Blues' time. They're going to run the Crusaders close and they don't. This is probably their best opportunity. But I like, yeah, I... Jeez, oh, I'm just a massive Crusaders fan. I love they, what they do. I love the work they do. Are, are the Blues ready to take the Crusaders? Probably their best chance in many years. I'm not. I'm not backing the Blues to do it. I'm. I'm. Um, 
on the Crusaders to win. Not on the handicap. Well, as a Blues fan, having a Crusaders fan on the show, I just want to say thanks for your final appearance on the handicap, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> you won't be back. I'm only kidding. I actually love, you know, people do say I do love the Blues, but I actually love the Crusaders as well because I just love the, the reliability, their consistency, yeah, the ability to hit three tries in the last 10 minutes. You, I mean, when was it? Two weeks ago, I was on the Crusaders over 30 and a half points in their game. I think it was against the Chiefs, actually. And after 20 minutes, the Crusaders had no points. And, okay, yeah, I was a bit annoyed. You know, I mean, you, you're not exactly in control at that stage. But I can tell you, I was never that worried because I knew the Crusaders at some stage yeah. would just go through one of those bursts where they scored three or four tries. And they scored all their, their points in half an hour. And then, fortunately, they packed it in uh, once a bit with one. But they are an exceptional side. I haven't made up my mind on this one yet. I'm a little bit like Henrik saying, gee whiz, you know, the Blues have got a chance, definitely, but phew, not often you get this sort of price on the Crusaders. And uh, just a shout-out there to the Sean Nicholas Rugger Bugger. Sean, uh, when are we going to get some decent sevens action, mate? Can't wait for can't wait for that. I'm sure you are, are gagging to get going on that as well. Let's have a look at another couple of comments here. Uh, Blues, surely, oh, that was Henrik. So we had... Uh, and. Uh, Sean saying that he's hoping the Blues get a few early scores and then jump on the Saders. It's amazing how those New Zealand games swing, eh, Brendan? I mean, it's very seldom that a team actually scores two tries and then goes on and wins the game by 40 points. Yeah. Invariably, the other team comes back. So Sean's tactic could be a good one there. No, I, I agree with what uh, Sean says, and I think I'll do the same. I'll wait for an in-play opportunity because, you know, even if the Saders go 14, 14 up quickly, you do expect a response on the Blues. And that would actually be my preference. I wouldn't mind a few early scores from the Crusaders, especially in Auckland. Um, I think the level there—I don't think they—I don't think they can have a full crowd, but they still have a, a semi-decent crowd there in Auckland. Um, and I'd like to see uh, the Blues with a bit of uh, momentum in that second half, etc., um, chasing down uh, chasing down a couple of points. Uh, because to me, at two and a half, there's no real value. Um, if Crusaders can maybe put 14 on the board, put it out to 15 and a half, 16 and a half, then you're really in the money there because you. You feel a little bit tighter than that. Um, and as you say, the, the, these New Zealand games are, are, are weird like that. They're sort of almost quarters where one team will dominate, score two, three tries, then the next, the next over to the next guy, they'll score two, two three tries. So it's very, it's very seldom in a New Zealand game where you've got guys that will dominate the whole game through. I mean, if you look at that chiefs Highlanders game where the Chiefs actually smoked in the first half, Highlanders came back and didn't look like they weren't, weren't going to be scored against. Nareki actually bulldozed them in the second half. So... Yeah, it's 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 yeah yeah it's incredible to incredible good good rugby to watch. Yeah, I'm very excited to see that game. Right, well, we'll stay with you for the first of the Six Nations games. We've got three of them to talk about. This one's the most one-sided in terms of the betting. Scotland minus twenty-six and a half against Italy. My goodness me, the amount of times I've said, "Come on, man, Italy have got to beat a handicap sometime." They're improved. They play more attractive rugby. The fact is, uh, conductor, they've been hammered in yeah. all of their matches they played to date. I guess the question is. Though, I mean, 26 and a half points, can they beat that handicap? Renz, I see it's, it's, a, it's actually a bit of a, an indication as to how Italy are perceived that Stuart Hogg has been moved into 10. Uh, one, of, one of the better fullbacks in the world now playing at far off. So, geez, I mean, I like, and, and you know, and I had, uh, I had money on Italy over six and a half first half points last <laughs> week. And, and honestly, they didn't look like even sniffing a points. Um, you know, it's it's disappointing. You know, they they in the first two games, Six Nations, they showed. You know, yes, they they were beaten soundly, but they showed shades of playing good rugby. Mm. In that Wales game, they were actually atrocious. You know, ill-disciplined. Oh, I, I won't be touching that game. 
I can see Italy clawing it out, and I can see Scotland running away with it as well. It's just, it, it's so tough to see what what mood Italy are in these days. I mean that 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 game against Wales, they didn't actually didn't feel like it didn't even look like they were keen to play it. So I, I won't be touching that that uh, handicap. Yeah, it does look a tough game. This, I mean, Italy, I've been burned by them a couple of times. I was also on that over six and a half points last week, so pretty disappointed on that. On the other hand, Chris, Scotland may not be in the best frame of mind either because if I look at the Scotland campaign, they opened up with a victory against England, and they then, you know, they really should have beaten the Welsh. Okay, the red card played a role. And even last week, I thought I thought when they came back into the game, they were going to kick on and beat the Irish, and then a couple of stupid penalties cost them. So their mindset may not be the best, and maybe the conductor's right with his advice. Sit this game out. There's bigger fish to fry on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is not a game that I'm going to get heavily involved with. But if I had to, I will back the Scots. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I have no time for the for the Italians, to be honest. I think. Yeah, the Scots, I think, you know, if they didn't have a third-choice hooker and certain, you know, forward play that was going on there against the Irish, I think they would have probably beaten the Irish. And Italy, I have no... You, you always think, yeah, sure, yeah, they're going to give it a go, right, and beat that 20-plus handicap, and they never do. Uh, Scotland at home, I'm not taking I'm not taking Italy-plus at all. I think I think Scotland will do a good job. Um I, I, I mean, I have a lot of time for you, Jones, and I have a lot of time for Stuart Hogg. They're two best players. The fact that they're playing 20 meters from each other, I like it. I think all those inju- injuries last week was a, was weird because you saw this backline get shuffled and you saw some brilliant Scottish play, but they reshuffled backline, which had Hogg in the in the in the in the flyer position there. So I think, I think the Scots are just going to have a just go out there and enjoy themselves, and I don't think Italy are going to live with them. What, it, what have Italy got to play? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, I, Scotland are a good side at the moment. I, like I, I always say, like if they saw Vern Cotter, I think they'll be competing for the for the championship, but they're not. But I think Italy. Are, I have no time for Italy, and I think Scotland at home, even even Hog at off, I think will be quite fun. I'm quite interested to see how that that team goes actually. And I, I'm not going to get heavily involved in it, but I'm not certainly Italy plus no way. But I think I think Scots can can actually put them away quite easily. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'll I'll have a good look at that one. Maybe a look at the points lines or whatever. But I I don't yeah. think I'm going to get too involved in that one personally. But Chris, yeah. it's, stay with you there. We've got Ireland up against England. This is a big game, and I mean England obviously improving a lot last week to beat France. They've now been priced up as favourites going to to Ireland, and I'm not sure that I'll be backing in India. I actually find myself leaning towards the Irish. What are, what are your views on this one? Uh, you know, I'm on the opposite. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't like England's team. I, I, I really like Teddy Jones. I don't anymore. Um, I know Elliot Daly is playing 13, which is his best position. Uh, Max Mellins was playing fullback last week. He was throwing passes up and above. I don't know what the hell he was doing back there. I, I, I mean, yeah, sure for Bristol he was good. It's, England's a better side with with Elliot Daly at centre, but also Ireland's. I don't. Yeah, no, maybe Dave's on the call here, yeah, but I. Even last week, I'd, I mean, if 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 Scotland had their first choice hooker and yeah, things were going, to, I I think Scotland were the better side tonight. I'm going to be honest. Ireland have scraped through Johnny Six. I don't know what the hell he does when he's playing in the midfield. Yeah, you can kick a goal from ten meters out, like you know, ten meters in and get the win in. But that's I don't think that's all the value he adds. So I'm not big on Ireland right now. I think I think they need they they very old generation. They need to change that. Saying that, I don't think England play their best side. I, I, there's guys in the Premiership that are much better. Saying that, I think England will take a lot from that victory from France. I think, I, I just think, I I think England are a better side than Ireland. 
and I think England will scrape through this game. I don't I don't think Ireland will will win this game. I think England will. I, I don't say that very like uh, yes. I don't. I don't have a lot of yeah. So. Sounds like you're trying to talk yourself. It sounds almost like you're trying to talk yourself out of the bet. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's not I'm like I haven't decided on the bet yet. But I think England will beat Ireland on the weekend. On the handicap, not sure. Yeah. Okay, England to beat Ireland. I'm going to stick my neck out on this one, uh, Brendan. Not, not, not uh, head of a confident call. But I looked at this and I thought, you know what? I think these Irish can beat the English Homer. Uh, yes, England did well against France, but I also thought that France had control of the game. And unfortunately, and and, and a lot of French guys came on Twitter and said to me, you know, you do realize France didn't play a competitive game for a month. And to be honest, I hadn't taken that into account. So maybe that's why the French paid off. But I did feel that despite England's improvement, France were the better side last week, should have won the game. And I'm going for an Irish home win here on the board. I'm I'm going to be like Oracle and just go for the straight win. Anything else from your side on that one? Any try scorers or anything you want to look out for? Greens, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I, I, you know, yeah, it is tough. I don't, as you say, I think France should have won that game. Um, they they allowed they allowed England in the back door there. Um, but then again, looking at Ireland, what they, they were fourteen points good to the good with 10, 15 minutes to go. I mean, at international level, to concede what fourteen points in was I don't I don't think it was more than ten minutes. It was it's actually unforgivable, it, and it wasn't. And yeah, then Scott was, being playing flank, right? I mean, there was a bit. You know, they should have played that game out. To, to me, you know, to me, I don't, you know, exactly what Chris says about Scott and coach. I'm not a big Andy Farrell fan. Um, I, 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 he doesn't inspire much confidence. He doesn't look like he's a guy that's really going to take Ireland forward to the next level. Um, I've, I'm not going to really touch that game. I've got bigger fish. Yeah, as I said, bigger fish to fry. Um, I can see it going either way. England, to me. Yeah, they've been very, very underwhelming. They name the same Saracen side every week in, week out with guys that aren't performing, etc. Billy, Billy, Polo is not the best eight in England. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to be terribly involved in that game. The only thing I might go for I like is um, CJ Stander, man of the match. They might just give it to him because it's his last game for Ireland. That's a good, so, that's an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see what price we get on. CJ. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they are the underdogs, so. Already the price will go up a bit because normally the man of the match comes from the, from the winning, the, side, the winning yeah. side. So the England players should be slightly more favoured. So yeah, that'll be a very interesting one, I must say. That that that, that will be a good one. And I think this will be a, a pretty tight game. Although some of the Six Nations games have surprised me with the points. I think of Wales, England. I think the points line was 41 and a half. And what if we get something like 64, 66 points of the game? But conductor, let me stay with you as we go into the last Six Nations game of the weekend. I can tell you what, I am not missing this one for all the money in the world. I, I don't care if load shedding. I don't care if I have to put my generator on and wake the neighbours up for this one. I'm not going to miss this game. It's France against Wales. Uh, minus seven and a half points, France at home. I've got a bet for this game, but I'm going to save it for the for, for, for after you guys have spoken. I don't want to Brent, influence. It's an absolute... Well, this is now a game. Obviously, now this is the... Yeah, this is going to be an absolute crunch game uh, for the Six Nations title. Um, what a great... You know, it's at 10 o'clock. So it means you're going to put the, you're going to put the cover over the Weber... You're gonna, you know, put the beers away, switch to whiskey, settle down on the couch, and enjoy some good rugby. Um, look, when, when when the final whistle blew last week, uh, and France had lost, I immediately lined up this game, and I thought, exactly as I say, they hadn't played for a month. They've got, they've blown out the cobwebs. Uh, France are building to be an incredible team. Um, I'm expecting a, a Antoine Dupont masterclass in Paris. 
uh, Vakatawa, Beck, uh, all these guys firing. Mm-hmm. I can't see Wales keeping pace. To me, Wales have had the, the luckiest Six Nations campaign in recent history. Uh, two red cards in the first two games. Um, they, should have, they should have been pumped by Scotland. Um, yes, they, they, beat, they beat Italy, fair enough. Um, some very, very dubious tries against England where you, you knock it forward and it goes back off your leg and that's now deemed to be knock, not knocked on, etc. And, and, you know, was the time on or was the time off when, uh, you know, when Farrell was chatting to his players? And, you know, well, we, you know, obviously that's been chatted about. But to me, they've had the rub of the green. Um, yeah, France, they're just at a, at a different level. I saw in this in the, this week um, a lot of ex Kiwi uh, All Black players are saying France are going to be an absolute powerhouse, and when so, if Kiwi players start saying that, you actually have to worry. Um, I really think there's just so much talent in that French side. That, that I mean, that that uh, Damien Pinot try against England was just so well worked. Uh, thrown over the back of the lineouts, couple of couple of passes straight through, almost untouched. But for me. Uh, I, I see you can get six and a, minus six and a half. Uh, that's my bet for the weekend. Yeah, minus six and a half, the French. Well, I can tell you, you're impressed that the All Blacks are talking up the French. I've been talking up the French for 30 years. And <laughs> I can't understand it. Chris, let's bring you in there. Are you in the conductor's camp here or are you going to take a stand against him? <laughs> well, no, no. I, I believe France are going to win the match. I'm not as confident as a lot of people are. I know that might be against the grain, maybe. It's on the handicap, yeah. I'm not going on the handicap against France. I know, I know France are, are an awesome side. So I also I love them. I think they're amazing. I really do. But I, I at this point in time, you know, this is one of their biggest games they're going to play probably in the next in the last year or two. So this is going to be very interesting. That Walsh side are not bad at all, and I think they it's, they're going for a grand slam and they're going to be up for it. So that that handicap for me is too high. So I'm not touching that handicap. I think France will win the game. I like France 1 to 12. Like that would be my main bet and I to, I know it probably is going to go against the grain with the guys on the chat, but I think these both these teams are actually going to go for it. So it's not going to be a, a ding dong battle. I think they're going to go for it. There's going to be a few tries in this game. So if the points line is around 45 44ish, I will be on the overs on this game. So I think they'll go for it. I think it you're going to get lower than that, Chris. I predict you're yeah. going to get a point slide here of about 41 and a half. Yeah, I think, I'll, and I'll be on the overs on that. I think because I still think I'm I'm not right now on this game. I'm not going against Wales. I know France are strong. They all and they are. They're awesome. And they needed that game against England. They really needed it, and I think they're going to be good. But Wales are not going to be a pushover. I mean, I know people. Yeah, maybe they will. I mean, let's see. But I'm not betting on the on the walkover. So I'm going to go one to twelve, and I'll look at the points line. Okay, Johan coming in there with France by 11 to 20. Johan, you've got a price for us there. I imagine that's probably somewhere around 3 to 1, 33 to 10, I'd be, I'd be guessing there. Yeah, look, I, I, I hear you there, and there's nothing wrong with going against the grain, because I can tell you bookmakers make money because not a lot of people do go against the grain. But I'm very much in the conductor's camp with this one. I think the French are going to give the Welsh a bit of a hiding. And uh, I don't know if that was my – I think it was my Wi-Fi that went down there or – Looks like things have gone a bit awry. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, man, you disappeared on my screens for a while. But yeah, so I like the French. There, I do think the French. If I can get six and a half conductor, I'm definitely climbing in to the French with you. We'll of course come back and wrap up our best bets at the end. That's the last of the Six Nations games, but there's still rugby to talk about. We've got the preparation <laughs> series, and um, 
Yeah, um, the poor old EP elephants took another hammering last night. So <laughs> Greg was, I didn't. I was so busy work-wise this week, I couldn't even get any bets down. I got a small bet down on Greg was, I think, minus twenty-five and under sixty-four and a half points, which actually arrived. But I would love to have got more involved in this game. But we've got three games to look forward to this weekend. And let's start with your conductor. We've got the Pumas up against the Cheetahs. Now, I know there were some plus 12 and a half, and I know the likes of Son of a Punt and Jordan have yeah. got stuck into the plus 12 and a half. Pumas, I think you have as well. The current line is 10 and a half. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, Brent. So, firstly, that EP Elephants game. I mean, you know, obviously the books open in South Africa at about, you know, it, you know, it's so strange to get such a variation because some guys are 15 and a half, some guys are 13 and a half. Um, I know a lot of books in Europe open at about 15, 13, 12 and a half. I know uh, Chris, um, Chris Lachar, uh, yeah, Chris, he, he phoned his mom, he phoned his granny in France uh, to, to access the pension fund. She asked him why he doesn't phone you know, anymore. So he emptied that. Um, you know, I think Bet365 took an absolute hammering. Um, yeah, I know that, that was a great game. I think everyone's trying to get on the, on the, on the, the creek was there. So that was nice. Um, Pumas, uh, I, I'm very much, oh, sorry, that's the game we're talking about. Hey, yes, sorry, sorry. Yes. Pumas, I'm very much in the Pumas camp, yeah. Um, uh, no I, more visits to the fridge for you, eh? Hey, eh? yeah, yeah, yeah. No more visits <laughs> to the fridge. <laughs> so, uh, I like the, I like the, you can get 12 and a half. I think if you shop around, um, I think Super Bets will give you 12 and a half. Um, I'm very much, I like the Pumas team, it's, a, it's the strongest team they're going to put out, uh, versus a bit of a. I don't want to say I don't want to say hodgepodge. Hodgepodge sounds quite quite uh, negative for the cheaters, but it's not the it's not the cheaters side uh, they had in uh, the previous previous couple of seasons. Uh, missing a couple of players. I know you know guys like Ruan Pinar is there. Uh, I think Stain is on the bench. But um, if you look at the cheaters, they scraped home against Stormers. Um, I think literally last couple of minutes they beat the Stormers, and literally last minute kick which I needed by Stain to be the Sharks. And it wasn't a good Shark side at, at that. It was a you know very, very mixed-match sh- Shark side in Bluffontaine. So for me, um, this is a real game. So um, the Pumas coach rested um, these players last week. He had a, he had a, a, a very, very, very young Puma side last week. Uh, so this is his first side. All the guys are back. Um, yeah, I think I like 12 and a half, and I've taken... Pumas on, to win it on the board at four and a half to one. Um, I really think it's a, this is a game that Pumas could win uh, against the Cheetahs. Right, excellent. Well, quite a bit of difference of opinion on the team strength of the Cheetahs there in the in the, the live chat as well. I must admit, I do like the Pumas here quite strongly. I can tell you the Curry Cup game between these sides was priced quite similar. And I was on the Pumas plus, and they ran into a nice lead against the Cheetahs. They looked like winning the game. But in the end, they required a, mauling, a Pumas maul try after the Hute, if I recall to actually land the handicap on this one. It was really tense stuff. So, uh, yeah, I do like the Pumas Plus. Chris, you've been following the preparation series while you've been out here in South Africa? Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, this this Plus Pumas handicap's pretty good. I think that's probably one of the better bets of, of the weekend for sure. I think the Pumas are going to run Cheetahs close. I think it's, yeah, I mean, it's a decent Cheetahs side as well. But, yeah, I think this game, like, honestly, in, the, in this competition, the points has been my what I would be betting all over, but I don't get those markets. So I'll be on the overs on all these games. I don't I don't get those markets, but I think the 10-point the handicap, Pumas will cover that for sure. I think that's one of my more confident bets of the, the weekend, to be honest. And it's good to see Eddie Fischer back after that horrific um, injury mm. at the Stormers. So 
good. He was a big, big factor for them. And Devin Williams at the back. Um, I think that's a better balance for them. So, yeah, they got the heavyweights. Cheez has got the heavyweights on the bench, right? Stain and Speckman to come on. But I think by the time they come on, the game will be probably close enough. And I think Pumas will be giving them a good run for their money by then. So the, the 10 point handicap to me is too big. I think the Pumas will certainly cover that. That's one of my stronger bets for the weekend. Stephen Marks going firmly on the cheetahs minus 12 and a half. Stephen, you're taking on the handicap panel this week. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, uh, let, let's see the way the way that rolls. Chris, I'm going to stay with you for the next game. It's the Blue Bulls minus 12 and a half against the Stormers. Jake White seems to be building a very strong squad there in Pretoria. And uh, yeah, I believe that Brendan might even be sneaking through the loft <laughs> trying to cut the low spectator at the game there. But Chris, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> Well, as a Stormers fan, that's rubbish. That is absolute rubbish, that handicap. I can't believe that rubbish. But no, no, but that bull side is good. You know, like the, what what Jake White's doing there at home. Uh, the Stormers side, yeah, they're, they're hard to call. This is not the best Stormers side in a long time. They might they might run with the Bulls for a while, but they're not going to live with this bull side. But saying that, I generally as a plus handicap and an over points player, that minus 12 is too big for me. So I'm not taking Bulls minus 12 at all. I know um, Conductor coming here, I think the halftime play is quite popular amongst a lot of the guys. And I think that is the bet because the Stormers starting uh, pack is pretty weak compared to the Bulls. So the Bulls might give them a hard time in the first half and probably might get a rolling more to try there. So they could go ahead there quite a bit in halftime. Um, so that's probably the right play. Um, I haven't looked at strong enough, but that, at that 12 and a half, not touching it. I'm not, I think Bulls and Stormers are usually a much closer game than anyway, even though this, this is not the strongest Stormers side in, in years. They, I, I think they can still, that's too close for me. That's well priced. So I'm not going on the minus 12, but I'll look at the halftime handicap with the guys. Um, probably look at an unders play. Yeah, I think it could be quite, quite, a, quite a tight game, not, not too many tries. Yeah, I think historically the Bulls-Stormers games tend to be low scoring. Let's bring yeah. the conductor in here. Conductor, your views? I know um, a couple of the lads are on the halftime handicap for the yeah. Bulls. The price has probably gone now, four and a half that it, it came out. So there has been money for the Bulls. They certainly have named a strong side. Um, yeah, um, if anything, in the Bulls camp on this one, in yourself? Yeah, no, Brent, definitely. Um, as, soon as, that, as soon as that Bulls team came out, I was very, very uh, keen on that, that uh, first half handicap of the Bulls. Um, it's a very, it's a bit of an ex inexperienced um, front row, front row lineup for the Stormers. Uh, Chad Solomon, uh, sorry, if I get his name wrong, I'm sorry. Sa Sandy Sani, Sa Sandy Sani, uh, uh, some something like that, and Leon Lyons um, for the Stormers um, against a very, very strong Bulls pack. Uh, they've brought, all, they've brought the, the boys are back in town at Loftus. Um, you know, obviously. Um, Jake has now said, okay, now, now it's time to actually prepare. So he's had his, he let his youngsters have a go now to get the guys refiring. And uh, it's a very, very strong bull side. Um, I, like the, I, like the minus four, I like the minus four and a half. If you can still get it, um, minus five and a half, I'd probably still take the first half handicap. Um, you know, the, the nice thing in there is, okay, so if you lose the first half handicap, um, and let's say the Storms have kept it close, you'll probably get a nice handicap for the second half for the Bulls. Which I'd probably jump on as well, seeing as it's at altitude, um, and yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, with these preparation series games, I think we've seen the tackling is not. It's not really, you know, they're not. They're not not doing it for the jersey kind of thing. They're not going to try and kill themselves for that last minute tackle. So uh, we've seen a lot of points. I think we. I think we're going to get a lot of points at Loftus. 
um, guys like Leland Zass, uh, Damien Willemse, um, you know, they're, they're good runners of the ball, but not, not the best offensive players. Uh, I know Willemse can make a tackle too, but I see this team being more aligned as a, as a, a more attacking team. So uh, I'll, I'll see what the Bulls overs is, but my, my big fancy is the Bulls first off handicap. And, and like I say, if you, if, you, if you lose out there and it's by somehow the Stormers have actually taken the lead, I'll, I'll double up and take the Bulls, uh, whatever the handicap is, to, to cover at the second half. Right, no word on the Stormers, coach? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> my favourite my favorite human being. Uh, he's not there this week, actually. He's actually yeah, assistant yeah, coach. Yeah, but he's in. Actually, actually, ever right. I haven't said anything because, you know, he's not there. So, uh, no, John Dobson will obviously, you know, be be keeping his considerable talents in Cape Town this weekend. So, he's in it to his, uh, his second in charge to, to take... Um, to take charge? No, uh, I, I enjoy Dobson. I mean, it's really transformed the Stormers. I mean, he's, 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 he's really fantastic there. So, no, I mean, you know, it, I really think Jake White has turned the guys around. There's a whole there's a whole sort of vibe there going at the Bulls. So it's tough to see them not not romping through this, this Stormers side. Oh, well, let's stick with you for the final preparation series game of the weekend. Lions minus one and a half against the Sharks. Um, I get the feeling the money's coming for the Lions on this one. Yeah, I, I, I think it's still eight to ten. I think you can get out right on the lines. I think, if I'm not mistaken, which I I, I really like. Um, it, uh, it's is a, I really rate him as a coach. He's very good, but he's it, it seems I, I think he said he's chopped his side into thirds. So third, 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 and this seems like the the, the other third that's not playing. Um, it's not the best to me, in my opinion. It's not the best shark starting side. Um. Some very inex- you know, inexperienced players there. You have got guys like Bosch uh, to come on. It's not bad. There's a couple of good players starting, but uh, the Lions, to me, must be close to their strongest side, uh, especially when they've not started Elton. So uh, at altitude, I think 8 to 10 is a gift. I, I really like 8 to 10. Yeah. I can't I see. see... A 5 to 6 available. Uh, yeah. 5 to 6 generally. I, I think... It's a nice you know, I mean, they've got what uh, Elton and, and Udendal and all these guys. So it looks, it looks like, they, and they've got a big pack there as well. So and they're not going to chant it around by that Sharks pack. Um, I, I, yeah, I like the Lions. I didn't have too much chance to study it. But, you know, from initial glimpses, I haven't jumped on it yet. But 8 to 10 will definitely see my money. Right. Uh, Henrik's in agreement there on the Lions. Let's see if Chris is going to rubber stamp that. Yeah, yeah, rubber stamping it. I think that Lions minus one and a half is 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 gold. I think Lions are going to do the business against the Sharks this weekend for sure. At home, not my most most confident, but want to give me if you want to give me a pick minus that's that's where I'm going. And I think Lions will win probably seven to 13, 14 points. Right, that brings us to the end of the preparation series. Now, guys, we do have uh, the Gallagher Premiership and Pro Fourteen. I've got about 12 minutes left before load shedding kicks in on my side, and I'm absolutely screwed. But I know you boys both follow your European, uh, your European rugby, so let's let's have a look at that. What I'll do is I'll I'll run through the games, and you can give me a, as I go through the game, I'll just we'll stay in the same order. I'll go Brendan, then Chris. You give me your picks if there is any. If you don't like anything, obviously just uh, no no bet for you there. That's fine. So let's go through that. We'll start off with the Gallagher Premiership, and Brendan, let me start with you. Friday night, we've got the Falcons against the Wasps. And yeah, the Newcastle Falcons, slight underdogs at plus one and a half. Yeah, Brent, so I'll be quite honest. There's only really two games I really had my eye on this weekend. So I haven't really, with the preparation series and Six Nations and AU, etc., I haven't really paid too much There's attention so much, to yeah. the Gallagher. Let's do, do differently then, rather. rather no, no, that's fine. No, that's fine. Funnily enough, it, like the first game, 
is the only game I've really been waiting for. <laughs> so, I mean, Wasps have been atrocious. I mean, they've been absolutely horrendous. Um, and, it's, and, you know, and, Lu, and Louis, uh, as Brady82 will say, you know, you can't, it's difficult to back them. And in, 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 in the same logic to how do you back the Chiefs who've lost 11 in a row? Um, you know, Wasps have been atrocious, but, um, you, know, you know, life is about timing. You know, like it's 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 about when you meet your your partner in life. It's about everything. Everything is timing in life. It's about golf. It's how you time the ball. It's betting is all about timing. So this this I've got a suspicious suspicious feeling. I'm hoping I'm catching it at the exact right moments. So I took wasps at uh, just better than evens. Um, they're getting back uh, three key players: Kieran Brooks, um, Joe Launchbury, and. Alfie Barbary on the on the bench, um, yeah, and they've shifted Jimmy Goffith to ten. So uh, yeah, Newcastle got absolutely smoked last week by Bath. Uh, I'm not sure that that Wasp will be able to do the same demolition job up front that Bath did. Um, but uh, yeah, I like uh, I like Wasps there. I've I'm, I'm, I've sort of added in the whole time all, all my EP elephants winnings etc. So I'm very heavily invested there. It's, it's one of those gut feels. It, it, it can come off badly. Um, yeah, I, I just think with Jimmy Goff at the 10, he'll take threes. There's, a, there's just too much talent in that Wasps aside. I, I, it might be that Lee Black, it's, the coach, is the issue. Because um, Wasps and Die Young were very, very good. And Lee Black has come in and they just sort of lost a bit of their sheen. Um, but that's my, it's one of my bigger fancies this weekend uh, is Wasps. But I think you can still maybe get 0. 0.80 or 0.85. I know that it has dropped in some places. Uh, look, Newcastle are very nagged at home, you know, and against Bath, they're missing their 9 and 10, who has now come back against uh, Wasps. I just think that this is the, the game that Wasps will want to win. So, you know, right about evens, that was my price. Well, Dan and you are in very different camps. He's on Newcastle. <laughs> he says they won't win. It's a Dan, one of our Facebook viewers watching there. Let's see what happens. Taking on the conductor. Jordan Flax has also joined us and says conductor is my spirit animal. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, let us know if you've got any fancies in Europe. Chris, anything on that game? Anything else um, in yeah, Europe? Look, yeah, look, yeah, just quickly on the, on the premiership. Yeah, I mean, Wasps have burned me <laughs> badly the last couple of weeks. Um, I bought against Newcastle last week. Bought, they also burned me badly. Was my one of my most confident bets, and they did really well. And I'm gonna back. <laughs> I said, yeah, no way conduct is going with this, but I'm gonna back Wasps. I think Gopworth at ten is better. I think I I still like when I look at a like a look at a match and I see teams and I think a team is better than the others, which I think Wasp is better than Newcastle. I'll always still back that team, especially like a one two three handicap. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I I will be betting on Wasps. I, <laughs> I will be better. As much as I hate to say, because I think I've been saying every bloody week I'm not, but at some point they're gonna. Be good. It's all about timing. Hopefully they'll. Yeah, no, like, I mean, what, what I I believe Wasp will win this game, um, and I think they'll beat that handicap. And I'm, that's a medium confidence punt there. Right, uh, Chris. Well, let's stay with you then. I tell you what, what, guys, have a look. Anything else that you fancy in Europe? Uh, run through Europe for us if there is anything else you fancy, and we'll let uh, the conductor do the same thing because. We'll anyway run out of time with my load shedding if we go through every game. Yeah, yeah, not not, not more. Probably, um, probably Benetton tomorrow against Munster. I've I'm, I've never been a big fan of Munster, but I think away from home tomorrow, I think Benetton might will probably run them close. I don't know what the handicap is. Now it was very high, 
Yeah, I was mid twenties, and I think it's about thirteen and a half now. getting close to where it should be. So if you got on that that plus 20, 20 odd, you're golden, right? Absolutely. I saw actually a thirteen mm, touch and go, um, but the plus twenty threes, twenty sixes we were getting was good. Plus thirteen, I'm, I wouldn't I wouldn't be touching. Um, but like, actually, like, in not not in terms of handicaps and and points. I think Bath Harlequins Exeter is a, like a treble. You probably will get close to even money for that. I think that will do good because Exeter, Leicester, like, yeah, the, Exeter haven't been on the form they used to used to be in, and Leicester are, are much better. And we don't know what that that bloody pitch in Exeter is going to be like. So it could could bring it closer. I think Harlequins will be Gloucester, but I think any game that involves Gloucester is could anything could happen with points. But I think Harlequins have, geez, what a they've turned themselves around in the last six months. I mean, they're a joy to watch. I, I love watching watching Harlequins now. They're my one of my teams I really enjoy. And Bath at home to Worcester. I think the, the handicap's the same, but I actually think Bath are going to that go on from their win against Newcastle and probably put New, uh, Worcester away quite comfortably. I think it's around 10-11 that handicap. I think Bath will actually beat that handicap at home. I'm pretty confident. Yes. I don't. I don't like Worcester away from home. I don't like Worcester as a team anyway. I think. I think Bath will 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 like carry on from their form last week and probably put them away quite easily. So Bath on the handicap. I think it's around 10. Harlequin Exeter. Yeah, I'm not sure on the handicap. Definitely going to win. But I think I like a Bath Harlequins Exeter treble anyway. It will give you close to even money. Yeah, I think it's probably shorter. I just checked a couple of bookies. It worked out at around about 6 to 10 or so. So, they, But but depends. Oh, I suppose yeah, if you yeah. can find a bookie, yeah. I'll bring it back. There might have been yeah. some money for those. But anyway, well, my, wrong with the, uh, my bookmakers are a bit different to South Africa. We have a little bit different odds sometimes. Yeah, yeah so, so you, you might you might be able to get it there still. No, for sure. And, and the thing is, with all of those things is, yeah, they'll, they'll move with time. But let's go over to the conductor. Conductor, what else you got for us in Europe? I know you did say there were two games you were eyeing out. Brent, oh, the, the European, it's obviously, obviously the last round of Pro 14 this weekend. So uh, Brady 82 mentioned, um, I don't know how to, what am I calling Brady 82 or Louis, um, one of the guests. Uh, he actually made a very good point uh, today was points for Pro 14. If the weather is good in the games, the last game, you can really see the guys actually maybe giving a, giving a bit of air this weekend and you know having a bit of fun, etc. with the games because it's some of the guys are playing for something, but some of the guys are all playing dead rubbers. So you can see a couple of points flowing. So you know what I'd suggest the guys is you know have a look at the games. Um, if there's nothing really to play for, you know there might be there might be a couple of points. I know some of the the points lines often open quite low in Pro 14, in and around 40, 41, 42, 43. Um, you know, it's, if it's good conditions, clear pitch, etc., uh, it's worthwhile to punt on the overs there. I don't normally like to take overs, but uh, you know, they might give it a go. The one that I do like is Glasgow against Dragons. Glasgow still want to qualify for um, Champions Cup rugby. Uh, it's not, it's, it's, it's actually such a mess in Europe. If you think it's a rugby, is a mess, it's a, even a worse mess in Europe. They don't, they're not even sure how many teams will be able to qualify from Pro 14. For Champions Cup, so they're not sure if the top if the top three from either group will qualify or top four. So at this point in time, each team, you know, the guys are trying to you know improve the position as best they can. So I like I like Glasgow to beat the Dragons. Um, I think the cap is about minus three, minus four. Um, it's the games in Cardiff, uh, not in Newport, uh, in, on, on an artificial pitch. Which will very much fancy, which very much favour Glasgow, who used to an artificial pitch. So I like the Glasgow, the Glasgow cap. Uh, like Chris says, if the guys were, were 
clever enough to get it on the months on the Benetton cap at plus 26. I think it's now it's sitting at 13 or 14. So, uh, you know, that's a, it's almost a half drop in uh, points. So, um, yeah, so I think that's uh, that's you know, I think if you got on that, that's that's nicely done. But uh, my, my main uh, my main advice would be to look at it, look at the point signs for the Pro 14, look at the, the conditions, and if it's a low cap. I'd actually almost take overs blindly to say, listen, well, you know, it, it probably will be the case of the guys last game. Have a go. All right, guys, I'm going to give you each about 45 seconds to wrap up your best bets because I'm about two minutes something away from losing you guys if load shedding is on time. And it's one thing in South Africa. The one thing that's efficient in South Africa is the guy who hits the load shedding switch. Right, let's start with you, Chris. Your best bets for the weekend. Give me one or yeah. two. Yeah, the, yeah, well, I'll give you three quick. I think Chiefs, Canes, either team one to seven. Uh, England Island, either team one to seven, Pumas plus thirteen. Those are my my best bets for the That weekend. was quick. He, you you've got an extra few seconds, good doctor. Chris <laughs> Chris Thanks. I'll talk I'll talk really slowly for mine as well. No, um, I like uh, I like uh, France minus six and a half. If you can get six and a half, I like France there. And um, I'm big on the Pumas on the plus. Uh, and as a speculator, Pumas uh, as a value bet, Pumas to win the game. Excellent. Well, I'm going to be uh, listening to the show again. Uh, Probably on double speed tomorrow morning as I try and work out the newsletter best bets. We'll certainly have an accumulator there. But at this stage, I am leaning towards the French and the Pumas as well. I do like the conductors' picks there. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Chris, great having you back on the show. Yeah, and uh, have, have a cracking weekend and hope all your bets come home. Yeah, thanks, guys. Excellent. And to the conductor, well, good to see you in good health there, conductor. Thanks, and thanks, uh, hopefully thanks, the first of many, many appearances on the show uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, but, but top stuff having you back. And uh, yeah, have a have a have a good one, and we'll hook up for that lunch pretty soon, eh? That sounds great. Awesome. Excellent. And then, of course, to all the boys in the live chat, uh, thanks very much, guys. Love your contributions, and uh, yeah, do share the show uh, with with your mates who love their rugby. Let's grow it as much as we can, and also subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so yet. Thanks, everyone. Till next Thursday night, nine o'clock. Have a good punting weekend.